you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. With us is Pastor Stephen Huffman, the pastor of Morning Side Baptist Church Outreach Program. We're honored to have him, a dear friend, uh, uh, one of these guys who's an expert at many things. He's almost like a Renaissance man. He knows quite a bit about quite a few things. Thank you, Pastor Huffman. Thanks for being with us. Doug, good to be with you on your broadcast today. Thank you for your ministry with Wounded Spirits, and thank you for the opportunity to talk on a topic that's dear to my heart. And uh, let me just encourage your listeners, if you're ever in Greenville, South Carolina, come visit Doug and I at Morningside and say howdy. We'd you be glad to. to have you. I think the best church in uh, Greenville County, if not the United States of America in the free world. So, Pastor Huffman, we have a word of the day. And so today the word of the day is dating. Now, what comes to your mind when you hear the word dating? Looking for a mate. Yeah, that comes to my mind too. So I think there's two categories of people that are out there listening to us. And the first category is those people who've got that settled. You know, uh, they're married, uh, they're engaged, whatever the case may be, they're moving forward in that area. And then there's a category of people who are out there looking and things of that nature. So I think it's really important with what we do today. And as we look at dating, what is the Bible? What do you think is the uh, admission, admonition or what the Bible is telling us, precepts of dating, what comes to your mind when you think of that? Well, first of all, I think uh, you have to recognize the fact that God ordained marriage, yeah. and that's what dating is looking forward to. It's, it's leading towards marriage, Lord willing. And so marriage is a good thing. It's a God-ordained thing. Uh, he looked in the garden. He saw that Adam was alone. He didn't think that was a good thing. So in his wisdom, he created a helpmeet in Eve for Adam. And you could say God was the first matchmaker. <laughs> and uh, he was the first uh, person to put the first couple together. And uh, so God is for marriage. And uh, so dating is a natural part of leading up uh, to marriage. So uh, we want to think biblically about it. There are definitely biblical principles about communication and uh, how we physically interact with each other. That can be kind of a big part of dating, you know, the physical interaction, the communication, the getting to know each other. Uh, so there's just some biblical principles that apply to all of us on how we relate to one another that specifically uh, apply to dating. Um, but then when you look at the Bible, it says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Yeah, um, You know, it's almost like there's some action, guys, that needs to happen on your part. Maybe we can address that a little more, uh, specifically speaking to the guys to, hey, let's get with it. Let's start working yeah. on that finding a wife thing, not just being passive yeah. about it. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, I meet more people, especially guys, who they're just, you know, they'll sit there, they'll like somebody, they'll never say a word. Uh, they're stuck in this mode of not doing anything about it. But I, I think at this point, it would be kind of a cool thing. So uh, you're born and raised in Georgia. You show up and you go to college. Now, tell us about your dating experience. Was uh, was your wife, Rania, was she the first person you dated? I know she was the last. I mean, how did how did that all work out for you? Rania was not the first person that I dated um, prior, well, while I was in high school, and then in my early days of college, I had a pretty serious 
uh, girlfriend, and uh, we ended up breaking up. It wasn't the right relationship uh, for us. I'm still friends with that girl today. Yeah, uh, she lives here in town. I consider her a friend, and uh, she's going on for the Lord, and uh, you know, friend friend of mine. But we weren't the right ones for each other for marriage. Yeah, and then there were some other ladies along the way that you know you you date, but then. Um, in God's providence, my junior year of college, and I went to a local Christian college here in Greenville, South Carolina. I was a student, and they had an event at college where the girls were supposed to ask the guys out. And, well, I worked in the administration building at uh, this Christian college, and um, this girl's mother worked, my wife's mother worked in the administration building. So my wife and her older a uh, taller, blonde-head sister would come. My wife is dark and brunette hair. They would come to the admin building and wait on their mom. And so I kind of knew who she was, but not really. So I was in my dorm one night, and she calls me up on the phone to ask me out to this uh, reverse courtesy event that girls were supposed to ask guys to. And I didn't know her well enough. I says, are you the blonde or the brunette? <laughs> so, And uh, I will say uh, my sister-in-law... You know, a lot of guys like blondes. My sister-in-law is an attractive uh, yeah. lady, uh, but I got the right one. I got the brunette. Amen. And uh, so I actually turned Rania down uh, for that date because I was going home that weekend to see my girlfriend in Georgia, and she didn't know I had a girlfriend in Georgia. I wasn't walking around campus with her or anything. Yeah. Well, I did go home that weekend. I actually broke up with that girlfriend that weekend, and a couple of weeks later, I asked Rania out for a Bible conference date. Um, at the college. So that was spring of my junior year of college. So Rania was not my first date, but she was my last date. Yeah. And once I started dating Rania, I didn't date anyone else. Well, and I think there, you know, I need to have a little bit of commentary here that I think is so important. So many of us that are listening to this particular broadcast right now, uh, you know, came into Christianity through the uh, front door, but, you know, coming from the world. And we had to leave a lot of sinful things behind us and stuff and, and just follow the Lord, go and sin no more. Now that we got this right, now that God saved us, from this point forward, everything in our life is going to be done, uh, you know, in conjunction with the biblical controls or the biblical settings. I'm, I'm all for them. And I'm 100% for them, but we all have to make that decision to go and sin no more. But this great thing that I think you said is looking at it from a biblical dating perspective, there's no harm, no foul. You're dating a woman, obviously you deeply cared for each other, but thankfully you were involved in biblical dating. So it wasn't like you were walking away from some people who lived together, those types of things. And, and folks, that's why we promote biblical dating, uh, because God has us for a one-person physical relationship. And there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is it's a lifetime thing. It's a lifetime commitment. We're not dragging people's hearts around or anything like that. So I commend you for that. So how long, brother? So you, you get to the point where you call Rania back. She asked you out. And yeah, she she asked me out. And Was she involved with the, I, I, you know, inquiry minds got to know here. Was she involved with the breakup? Did you go in, in the back of your mind and say, well, I'm dating this girl down in Georgia. Then you go back to Georgia and say, you know, there's another opportunity for me. Did that you know, play with it? It's hard for me to remember that that far back, but it, it, it probably was a, a factor and it yeah. wasn't completely sold on this lady in, yeah. in Georgia and not that she's a bad lady. And yeah, um, I mean, and, and God gave me some good girls uh, to yeah. date. And, you know, I wish I could say I was always 
in good relationships and always biblical in my relationships. I'm a sinner too. I'm yeah. even, even Christian young guys can yeah. make bad choices. Right. And, um, you know, but God brought Rania into my, into my life. And so that weekend I went home and the girl was actually a Christian school teacher at this, at the school where my dad taught. Wonderful. And, um, so she was a Christian young lady. In fact, we ended up having to work together that summer. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, my, it wasn't like I was going to stop seeing her. I ended up working with her. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, she came to my house that summer and said, you know, I love you. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't tell you that, you know, so she was still interested, but I just wasn't at the same place this girl in Georgia yeah. was. And so I, we just, I needed to move on. So I don't know, it was about two weeks later from that weekend that I came back and asked two or three weeks, something like that, and asked Rania out. And where I went to Christian college, they have something called Bible conference and there's multiple services. It's affectionately known as drop ad week. Yeah. And uh, you drop boyfriends, add boyfriends, add girlfriends, <laughs> add boy girlfriends, that kind of thing. So I added that week and yeah. uh, went with Rania on, on a date. It was kind of interesting. I actually knew Rania's grandparents before I knew Rania. They were in my dad's church where he pastored in Georgia. So like on the third date or so, I show up with a record cover with her dad and her grandparents on the record cover. So I had a connection with her family even before I really knew her personally. So she came from a good godly family, and um, God brought us together. I, I am a really blessed man. I married into a good family. Um, yeah, you know, Pastor my, Pastor Carrier, uh, Rania's dad, and, and uh, formerly uh, Pastor Huffman's uh, father-in-law, a wonderful, wonderful man, music leader, great musician, teacher, uh, just, just a wonderful guy. He was very, you know, very formal in his life. He would, he did, we did some things together where I would preach a service or something. And, and this doesn't usually happen. Uh, you know, I can't remember the last time it happened, but I just getting ready. Pastor, uh, Miller had called me a couple of times. I ended up preaching a couple sermons there at Morningside. And every time I did, Pastor Carrier would call me up and say, Brother Carragher, this is Pastor Carrier. What are you preaching on this weekend? You know, let's try to line up songs. Do you have any favorites? I mean, he was that guy. Yeah. You know, he was always tuned into. He was a good local church music pastor. Oh, boy. He was the best. He was the best. And uh, very thankful for that. So as we think about those things, and, you know, it's wonderful, I guess, when you have a father-in-law who's raised a daughter in the same way you're being educated, in the same way you're trying to live your life. Yeah, we, we, we came from very similar family backgrounds. Um, I mean, if you look at our families, uh, my dad was a pastor. Her dad was a pastor. I have two brothers in ministry. She has two sisters that are pastor's wives and a brother that serves the Lord. Yeah, that's great. Hey, folks, we'll be right back with you. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Well, folks, it's great to be back with you. And so I guess, Pastor, you know, this kind of begs the question. So you're a young man or a young lady and what does Christian Dayton look like at this perspective? Let's start at the young man level. You're a young man, and uh, you want to ask out a Christian young lady. I mean, and obviously, you've just been through this. You have a wonderful daughter who married a great guy. You know, what's the steps? Help us here. Yeah, I, I, if I could back up a little bit and sure. just say, don't start dating too young. Yeah. And sometimes people can get in, in, engaged with dating 
at such a young age that realistically their marriage is probably quite a few years ahead of them. Yeah. And that can be a challenge because if you get uh, emotionally or physically involved at such a young age, and then you're saying biblically, you know, wait, well, you know, you're asking me to wait six years, seven years, eight years, nine years. So I would really caution parents, you know, don't encourage your children to start dating too young. Probably in high school, uh, my recommendation would be, you know, do some of the more formal events, maybe a a junior, senior type event or a special event. But those would be occasional, not, um, you know, all the time. So really kind of control the dating, I would say, in high school to, to be careful about getting too engaged. But then when college rolls around, I would say this time, let's, let's be more serious about it. Let's get more involved in, in dating. Um, if God does put you in a Christian college setting, you know, Lord willing, that's a great pool of candidates. Yeah. Uh, and you ought to take advantage of those years to see who God might bring into your life. For our oldest daughter... Our oldest daughter's an attractive young lady, a very gifted uh, young lady. Um, we thought college was going to look different for her. She was at a Christian college, but not many guys were showing interest in her, not be- because she's not attractive or not because no, she's no, not she, sharp. <laughs> she, she is. She's an attractive, uh, I think, well-spoken yeah, Christian and, lady. Yeah, But it, there weren't many guys that were stepping up to the plate to show interest that weren't a little on the nerdy side or something, (laughs) but God had a different plan. She gets out of college. She's working full time. And a guy walks into the bank where she was working as a head teller. And, uh, she gives good customer service and he married her. Uh, but this, my son-in-law grew up on the mission field in Papua New Guinea. So he's a missionary kid. Didn't go to the same Christian college that my daughter did, but God providentially brought them together. So sometimes our plans aren't necessarily God's plans. He has a different timetable than maybe we as parents have or even we as single people have. We may think God's going to work in this way, and God can surprise us and say, I've got a whole different plan for you. Yeah, You don't even know how you're going to meet your spouse, but I'll bring them when the time is right and the person is right. Well, and I think this you know, goes back to the question— uh, your daughter meets this great young man, and and I mean they go to our church, great people, everything's good with it. But you, she meets this great young man. What's this young man's responsibility? He meets your daughter. I mean, what's his responsibility with you? I know your daughter's grown and out of college at this point, but what's the best way to handle that? Yeah, I think the parents need to be involved in a in a dating relationship. They need to specifically with their own child be speaking into that child's life, asking questions. And I would encourage parents, have an open house policy. I mean, if your kid is interested in someone, make sure your home is open for meals and get-togethers and events and fun time and working time and get to see that person in different scenarios and spend time with them. So don't don't stiff-arm your child's date if they're a pretty good candidate. Yeah, Draw them in. Include them to build a relationship uh, with them. When my son-in-law uh, wanted to date my daughter, um, we I can't remember if it was when he wanted to date her or um, ask her to, to marry. I think it was to date. We He and I sat down and uh, talked. Uh, I bought him pizza, and we... Went over, I went over to his house, and he and I had, if you will, kind of a man-to-man talk. 
And yeah. um, I was an engaged father. Um, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't micromanaging their dating relationship, but I wasn't aloof to it either. You have every and right. Yeah, you have you, every right to work this. You know, uh, you know, this guy's getting ready. He wants to date one of my most prized relationships in my life, my daughter. Yeah. You know, I want to be a part of that uh, discussion. And uh, so, so that was for, I'm remembering that was for dating. We sat down and talked. Yeah. And then when he wanted to marry our daughter, um, we actually, my wife and I actually went out to dinner with him to a Cracker Barrel. Uh, yeah. and, uh, great place to great, work cracker, out the marriage details. Yeah, yeah. We, we had Cracker Barrel dinner together and he wanted to talk to us about marrying our daughter. And, you know, we gave our blessing. Um, so parents, let me encourage you, please be involved in your children's dating life. Yeah. Um, don't just be aloof to it. Don't expect them to navigate that without some parental guidance. Let's face it, if you're a parent, you probably have uh, scars from dating that you can maybe help your kids avoid some of those same scars. Yeah. You, you've had some life lessons. You've been, you're, you've been uh, young longer than they have. Yeah. And uh, so you can speak into them. But so that's, I know I've kind of been focusing on the parents' responsibility, for, but for the guys, let me encourage you guys to be a leader. Yeah. You know, lead, lead this young lady in pursuing righteousness. I mean, that's what you're going to be called to do as a husband is to present her to the Lord more holy than when she married you. And so it's never too early to start leading spiritually. Now, don't get a big head and think, well, I'm the spiritual leader on date two, so I can start telling you what to do and you've got to follow me. No, you know, slow down, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, she still has a dad. She still has a pastor. You know, don't overstep your bounds. But don't be passive either. You know, you can lead by saying, hey, we're going to pray together. We're going to be in God's word together. We're going to talk about spiritual things. We're going to serve the Lord together. I think a great way to find a spouse is just serve the Lord. And you may look over your shoulder and you see a guy or a girl that's serving the Lord with you, maybe on some ministry team or a missions trip or some event at church. And you kind of look over and you're like, wow, we we should do this for life together. We make a great partner. We make a great team. So let's keep serving the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, the key ingredient there too is uh, your, your date, your future fiance and your wife or husband should see God through you all the time. They should be stumbling over God at every event. You know, a prayer when you hang up the phone, a, a prayer about dating, getting to know the parents, such a big deal there. You know, when, when my son brought his wife into the family, I mean, she was here at the house and, you know, we met her parents right away. So they dated four or five times. And my son said, you know, dad, uh, uh, this seems like it's something serious to me. You need to meet her parents. Yeah, that's so, good. so the parents and I, you know, we went down to a, a restaurant here in Greenville and, uh, and, and we certainly enjoyed that and getting to know them. And, and so, so that's a really big deal, and I think that's important. So, I like to say, Doug, yeah. that when you marry a person, you're marrying their family. Yeah, and yeah. you better you better evaluate that guy or that girl. What kind of relationship do they have? Their dad, their mom, their siblings. What kind of family are you marrying into? Because you are gonna that baggage they're gonna bring into their yeah. into into your marriage, and let's face it, you're gonna bring your baggage in too. So you better know you know, what baggage you're going to be handling. And, um, that's good. Are you, are you good with that? And you're never going to find a perfect family to marry into. And it's true. 
you know, so don't, don't expect perfection, but look for growth. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I like that. And I, you know, what I really like too, is I, I, you know, we forget, we we so often forget that, uh, that people we date and stuff, you know, we're not taking them away from the family. We're adding to a family. We're growing a family. And, you know, my son's wife's parents are among our friends. They're, you know, they're, they're among people we love and care for. And, you know, we share Christmas gifts with each other. We just went down to my son's house uh, two weeks ago and, and, and the parents came over and we all sat around and had a wonderful day. And, a meal together and enjoyed everybody's company. So do that. Don't run from that. And folks, I know we've been through a lot today. We're going to continue on with this subject. Don't worry. You want to come back tomorrow. We're going to continue talking to Pastor Huffman. We're going to be looking at dating and marriage and all these wonderful things. So make sure you hang with us. We sure do love you. Hey, with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.